2: Hey, everybody listening. We're starting this episode off with a little listener feedback. That's right. Our boy Bruno Tomas has sent us a message, so enjoy.
1: Well, guys, um, first of all, I would like to say that I really enjoy your, your podcast. I'm actually Bruno Tomas. I've been a frequent listener of you. I would like just to say how excited I am for Wrestlemania right now especially Owens versus Zayn I think that's going to be one heck of a match and I think they deserve it Um, from ROH to PWG the Generico uh, Kevin's team uh, storyline
2: is absolutely amazing and I would like to say thank you very much and see you soon hey yo
3: and, no, no chance still no, hell. No you take what's mine? Just, just too frail. No, 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 to hey yo, no, no chance in hell. You take what's mine? just too frail. Hey yo, no. No chest, still no Take just, just too frail. Hey, yo, no chest, no,
1: no- no no. still Take not just, not just too frail. Are you ready for war? <laughs> then bring it on. My craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. What about on at it from the hash and grass it? I spit in bad rapid like I took a bad packet. You paid homes to the
2: drummer. Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Rundown. You know. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me this week, Ginger's here. Hey. hey. What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing? Hey. Uh, and joining us as well, Sal is here.
1: <laughs> Mark it down. This might be one of my last times in the WWE Rundown if this product keeps going in this direction. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, Jason and John uh, are not here tonight. they uh, discovered a gate to hell in John's backyard and they're taking turns pagan Hitler uh, guys if you if you happen to see uh, Jeff down there, tell him that I'm gonna force him to be on top magic when he comes back. Uh, <laughs> so um, as you might have heard at the beginning of the episode there, uh, we got a a little voice message from a fan of ours, Bruno Tomas who's been a longtime contributor to the uh, predictions, for, well, I think he's won a couple of them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so thank you for the kind words. And, uh, yeah, I uh, up, up until I realized that again, Jake Paul was going to be involved, I also was excited for his versus <laughs> <first> Kevin Owens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that changed a little bit,
2: but more on that to come. Uh, so, so thank you to him. You can go uh, to... Anchor.fm/slash rundown wrestling, one word, slash message, and you yourself can record a message that we'll play at the beginning of any episode. Uh, now, obviously, we played at the beginning of this one because it was about WWE. But if you want to leave a message about AEW, if you, or if you want to talk about Cody's tattoo, or if you want to, uh, you know, discuss uh, any of our shows, feel free to drop or, us a line and we'll throw it up there. Yes.
3: Or
0: or, or discuss, you know, the Cody Rhodes neck tattoo belt. Yes.
2: <laughs> not that's, that's actually not on my news, but it is a good segue into the news. Uh, yeah. I guess I will go ahead and say, yeah, so um, one of the things that if, if you are a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, uh, which I know some of our fans are, um, uh, they have a storyline going on right now where they have combined their two championship belts, the Intercontinental Championship and the World Championship, into one championship. And they decided to do a redesign of the belt. Now, if you haven't seen the belt, do yourself a favor and look at it. Do
0: yourself a a favor and don't look at it.
2: (laughs) That's true. true. Uh, So, the the first thing that I saw a lot of people say was, it's the Diva's belt. Which is, it it is, rather close to it. Then, of course, people were like, that's the fucking Cody Rhodes tattoo. symbol, and then when you put the two side by side, you're like, it kind of is. <laughs> oh
1: my god. So, believe it or not, that's the first fucking thing I thought of when <laughs> I saw that picture, was, is that fucking shape of Cody's fucking American Nightmare symbol? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Um, I was a fan of the original IWGP World Heavyweight title mm-hmm. design. Um, and it was classic because they had it for so long. So I knew that I, I had heard they were gonna come out with a new title. Uh, I knew they were combining the IC title with the world title. Um, and then when I saw the picture, I was like, "Uh-uh, uh, why? It looks like a toy. It just ugh. not not a fan. Not a You're fan. Gonna sell that. the product, kid.
2: <laughs> so the the thing that." Um, I think a lot of us have been noticing with uh, with any of the new title belts that have been coming out is that a lot of them are tending to have this sort of same aesthetic. Um, it's it's kind of the shield belt uh, or, as you said, kind of looks more like a, like a, a, a toy. Um, UFC changed over all their belts to this new design. I love the old UFC belts. Yeah. And this new one, it doesn't look like a championship belt. You know? and And... Like, I don't know. And then you've got WWE going into, like, more of a, of a standardized version for a lot of their belts. And then we saw it with, like, the the U.S. belt, where it was just like, it's another just, like, big fucking belt buckle, which is what a lot of them look like now. And New Japan, for their credit, came out with the U.S. championship belt, and it, it fit with the rest of their belts. It looked really good. It was still that really old-school feel to it. I agree, and then this new one now completely doesn't fit with the rest of the belts. <laughs> it's like so I don't know if they're going to redesign all of their championship belts. God, I hope not because that no. U.S. belt is something special. But go ahead, Jeter. So,
0: so, so, the title that we're talking about—that was the United States, or it was the the Intercontinental the, and Heavyweight Championship. The one, the
2: one, the one
1: Intercontinental and Heavyweight.
2: Yeah, that's the one that they changed.
1: All the rest, yuck.
2: Yeah, and like that—that was such such a good design for not even just the world championship, but the intercontinental belt as well. Was a really nice design. Yep. And you had to go to this. Yeah. Dude, I don't I, know.
1: I'm looking at it right now, and it, it, man, it's just you can't get around it. Like you said, it looks like a belt buckle, mm-hmm. or like some weird like police badge. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I mean,
2: it it definitely has like a, a Japanese anime look to it, <laughs> as like that's that's like a shield you would see on like an anime superhero costume. <laughs> that's the logo that you would see. It's not what I would expect to see from a, a company as storied as New Japan. Yeah. And you know, I've I've discussed obviously on Reach for the Stardom the Stardom Championship belts, which are just stars. But they look really good, you know, and and uh, I am assuming eventually they're going to at least update the logo on it because that they, they're still using belts that have the logo before the last logo they had, so <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that they keep those same ones because it's it's so in my mind like those are what those belts look like they're big fucking stars because it's stardom, but like you know, impact has gone so far away from like their original belt designs where. And and those ones are kind of like, eh, they're they're meh. fine. They're not as not as bad as they could be, but yeah, I mean, meh. Yeah, and it's it's weird too because you think about the AEW championship does have a really good look to it. It's a it's a very old school look to it. You know, it looks world like a championship. Title? The AEW world title, yeah. I yes, it is a very very nice title. Yeah, I need to put a caveat on that because the TNT belt looks like trash. But the world
1: championship looks don't really like good. I like the TNT belt, not even the one Darby has. Well, no. That's
0: kind of that's kind of thing too like you want your top belt to stick out though.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. No, Ginger's absolutely right. Yeah.
0: So that that is a plus side to it which normally I don't do that. So <clears> throat> apologies throat> for gimmick infringement on that one, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. Like the, this looks like a mid-card belt now. Or, or even like a like a gimmick belt, like a cruiserweight belt, or something like that.
1: You know. And that's the other thing. This is supposed to be like, for lack of a better term, the belt of all belts. Mm-hmm. This is your world title combined with your IC title. Yeah. Okay. And this I almost, is what- yeah,
2: I, don't, I almost wonder if if they're they're just doing it uh, just to kind of cement Kodabushi as being a heel.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: And maybe once he maybe once he drops it, then they they bring a different belt back, or they bring back the original belt. You know, they can still pivot back to that. They could make a storyline out of it. I mean, you know, New Japan doesn't do too in depth storylines, but that would be kind of a, a nice thing to be like, look at this god awful looking belt. I'm such a heel, <laughs> you know,
1: and then have maybe, maybe whoever beats him is like, you know, I'm I bring back the old belt or something, yeah. and then it, re- it gets a gets a huge reaction. Could be. It'd be interesting. Oh, for example, I just thought of. Remember when Daniel Bryan did that with the um, mm-hmm. the eco-friendly title? Yes. And then after Co- when Kofi won it, uh, they had the you know real classic WWE title, and everybody was crazy. <sighs>
2: Yeah, but the problem was they wheeled a the fucking belt out there before the match, so you knew I what was going to happen. They showed
1: it on camera. <laughs> I know, I know, but 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 it's still got a nice reaction.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah, but, but have it have it I'm under saying. the ring. Like Troy said maybe a babyface does that in in New Japan.
2: don't no, it, it'll be interesting to to see if uh, anything happens with that. Uh, so moving on, uh, we officially have now learned officially that NXT will be moving to Tuesdays on the 13th, right? April 13th? Yeah. And Stands are jizz-
0: jizzing on themselves.
2: <laughs> yeah, so this, this has obviously been something that's been ruined for a long time. Obviously, uh, once uh, NBC decided to shut down NBC's sports network, uh, which is where they held most of their, of their hockey games on Wednesdays, but also a lot of their other sports, uh it was quickly thought that like oh that's going to be an issue because they, <laughs> they paid a lot of money to <laughs> to put hockey on so uh yeah so NXT officially moves to Tuesday after standard deliver um and obviously after WrestleMania so that that week after WrestleMania will be when we first have Raw and Dark Out evolution, uh, evolution on Monday, NXT on Tuesday, um, AW on Wednesday, Impact and NXT UK on Thursday, and SmackDown on Friday. And uh, then NWA, I think, is Tuesday? I want to say? I forget. I have no I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, I, that for you, sir. I forgot, too, that uh, Dark is on Tuesday, too. But nobody watched that. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Obviously, a lot of the AEW fans are, are saying that they took down the massive giant that is WWE because they, they hockey made the hockey made them move their their show. So again, enjoy that bronze medal. Uh,
0: oh my god! <laughs> I think I think you had brought this up that meme with the guy on the third yeah. pedestal celebrating and shit. <laughs> That's what you guys are doing. Everybody's laughing at you. Yes. Um. Do I like the that it went on Tuesdays uh, to shut the fucking stands up when they still don't
2: break a million viewers every fucking week? It's gonna be great. Well, this this is kind of the double edged sword of it because it's like okay, so so you you claim you won, you you won the Wednesday night war. Well, now you got you you lost your excuse. Yep. Now, now you've lost your excuse on growing your audience because. Oh, it was it was uh, uh, N X T was taking our fans away, which even though they showed like it was probably about two hundred thousand fans that were flipping back and forth, yes, and not actually making that big of an impact on the on the the final numbers. Yeah. So yeah, so now it's like okay, here you guys go now. You, now you've got it. You you have lost all fucking excuses, but they, they'll still make excuses because of Of course but, they will. But yeah,
0: Jack wasn't on this week.
2: Well, it'll be like, oh, it was a really good NHL game on this week, even though they have claimed that, like, NHL crossover doesn't happen at all.
1: So, a couple things here. Yes. Their ratings, uh, whether it's immediately or within a a few weeks, will go down because they can't stand against hockey, especially if they do playoff hockey. They have Mm -hmm. points. Oh, if they do playoff, uh, playoff... Second of all. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they do... Oh, like, yeah, game they one do. The first round. Almost, okay? uh,
0: first round
1: airs on USA. Second of all. Um, the funny thing is, is they will immediately turn and blame <clears> hockey <throat> and say it's not fair they have to go up against hockey. But yet the quality of their show has been subpar. And to be honest, with NXT on the air, their ratings have been trending downward. So... Yeah. they topped themselves out at 9-something when Shaq came on. They've gone down every week since.
2: Yeah, well, don't don't forget too that they they thrust their dick in the air every time Raw ratings take a little bit of hit when Monday Night football's against them, so. Oh. <laughs> uh, I do have to break in and say KTMN with the uh, with a great line. Last one back between Jason, John, and Jeff has to cover Roads to the top. I agree oh. on that statement. <laughs>
0: oh.
2: A good one. oh, shit. Um, you, did you have any other other points on on AEW? Uh, the
0: the move or AEW or NXT? Um, I like that they're going to Tuesdays because mm-hmm. A that now gives me two days to watch NXT and um, <laughs> yeah, just I don't have to hear the fucking stands crying, bitching,
2: complaining. I love that That's... you say that. I love that you say that. But you're working Wednesdays now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate to break it to you you're most likely getting your show flopped over to, to
0: Wednesday Wait, instead. no, can't happen. I work Wednesdays, so... Oh,
1: yeah, but well, then also your show would be moved, Troy, to Thursdays. I don't care about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've never had an issue with, with work on Thursdays. That's normally when I, I do my, my extra shows. So that just means that on Wednesday I do my extra shows, and I'm available to cover NXT. We'll talk about it, though, and we will give you guys news uh, in terms of uh, any changes to our schedule, this may cause.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, myself and Adam are stuck on AEW on Thursdays because Tony Khan will just keep buying airtime, even if TNT fucking kicks them off their contract. No, TNT
2: loves them. Uh, speaking of AEW, um, yeah, we're gonna I have know to do of it.
1: that talk, I talk enough about AEW. Come on.
2: So, so recently. Um, there was a, a tweet by one Ivalice.
1: Oh, oh, that's fine. I, I <sighs>
2: and um, Ivalice, as as we have heard in the past, is a, a notoriously very difficult to work with person. Um, I've
1: heard that for years.
2: And and somebody had asked, "Where has Ivelisse been? She hasn't been on lately." And she responded with, "I wish I could talk." Which, yet again, brought to the surface the, I I guess it's been a long-standing rumor, but seems to be more and more um, there seems to be more and more evidence to it that AEW actually has all of their workers sign non-disclosure agreements. In case you don't know what a non-disclosure agreement is, it means that the company tells you what you can and can't say. <laughs> uh, there's been movies that uh, that People have had to sign non-disclosure agreements in to make sure they don't badmouth the movie. Uh, and you get sued pretty heavily if you break those non-disclosure agreements. Um, there's a, a tremendous um, Kevin Smith uh, bit that he does on one of his interviews where he did filming in uh, Paisley Manor, which is Prince's old place. And apparently like they were shooting something and... Uh, he had like a whole story on one of the things, and the next the next one he did, he was like, yeah, so people ask me, like, wow, I can't believe you were able to, to say so much about what happened in Prince's thing. And he said, well, yeah. One of his assistants came up and said, hey, can you sign this, uh, this NDA? And he's like, yeah, I just got to set up the shot. And then never signed it. <laughs> and then he was able to talk, and they never tracked him down. And at that point, like, you can't do it anymore. You got to, you know. So... We have talked in the past about how it seems so odd that there there's so little news that comes out of AEW. and there's there's so little talk of like things going on backstage. And even we talked about like, oh, why why isn't Meltzer reporting on the fucking fight that happened backstage and stuff like that? And it more and more seems to be that oh, oh, it's because he'd be sued because <laughs> he's not, as we know he's on the payroll. Uh, yeah. So that's. Not great. The fact that, if 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 this is true, which I am leaning towards it being true, because it seems like there is way too much smoke for there not to be a raging fire going on for this. If they're making their talent sign non-disclosure agreements so that they cannot say anything bad going on backstage, or cannot discuss anything going on backstage, or cannot give any like you know insider secrets or stuff like that, how are they better than WB?
1: They're not, but, <laughs> but, but but God, I wish WWE would do the same thing. You know why? Because then all these fucking pieces of shit going on shoot interviews as soon as they leave WWE, like Andrade, um, wouldn't have a fucking dime to make. Come on, I love they it. Wouldn't get their ten or fifteen grand for doing a fucking shoot interview.
2: See, and and to me, the fact that WWE doesn't make them sign any agreements and and allows them to talk is kind of like. Uh, to me, it, it feels sort of like them slapping their dick down and be like, "You think your fucking little podcast interview is gonna affect us?" You know, Oh, percent. hundred percent. Vince
1: doesn't give a fuck. Go ahead, say it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah,
2: don't he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. It's not going to make anything. Nobody. It's just going to make the people who already fucking hate WWE just hate them more, and it's not really going to to hurt them
1: at all. Like we, well, we know. Of, uh, yeah. Tony Khan. And Cody, and mm-hmm. definitely Cody, um, are so scared shitless, so fucking terrified of, ba- of of people talking bad about their company. I guarantee that's one of the first things they thought of when they brought in talent. NDAs for everyone. It it
2: also goes back to the fact that they, they sat there and said, put, all, put out all the awesome gifts of our fucking great matches, stuff like that. But as soon as people start fucking sending out botches or sending out the fucking... Uh, ending of their pay-per-view that sucked oh now we got a copyright strike everything and it's like oh okay now we're starting to now we're starting to see the uh well i'm not gonna use just that the old corporate term side of it yeah now now we're starting to see like the like that that shine is kind of coming off of the <laughs> of the metal there so yeah very interesting i i just i just wanted to bring it up because of the fact that yeah to, to me it was a uh, it was it was like a big puzzle piece when I read that, just falling into place. It was just like, oh, that makes way too much fucking sense for that not to be true, you know? <laughs> so, so maybe, so maybe all the shit we give Meltzer for not reporting things is actually because he doesn't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it's like if you're a journalist and that's and you're signing an NDA, what the fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> journalists should never sign an NDA. <laughs> That's your job—is to disclose, disclose things.
1: Yeah, but A but AEW stands probably subscribe to Meltzer by the thousands. You know what I mean? Well, and we so ta- probably, it's probably like a business trade off. Yeah, like I, I'll sign an NDA, and I know that you guys will talk good about me and put me over on BTE, and I'll get a bunch of fans. Well, get and a bunch of subscribers.
2: And and you think about it, like the the couple of times that we've seen actual, like, negative things from the from the workers, it's all led to something. It's either been led into storylines, which is like, okay, well, clearly you were told to do that. Or, in the case of Britt Baker, when she kept making jokes about action figures, suddenly, uh, it was like, a day later, here's a fucking Riho action figure that was announced. It was like, oh, that's kind of convenient timing that you were talking about there not being any women's action figures, and now suddenly here's a one, and it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe
1: you were doing a little selling there, you know? The only other thing that I do want to mention, though, is we do have to take into account who this statement is coming from. So, when she does, um, when she is allowed to speak, Miss Ivelisse over there, take everything which she says with a grain of salt because it's Ivelisse.
2: Yes, but also, it's Eva she would talk, right? <laughs> like that's why no, that's why I believe that there's an NDA, no, yeah. That.
1: But when she does talk, I don't know if I'm going to believe her anyway
2: because it's oh oh her. no, of course not. But that's the thing is is you got to question how long the NDAs are actually in effect for. You know, can they not talk about only their in time?
1: In X amount of time.
2: You would think I mean. so. You would think so, but there are some that can last, and like you cannot talk about anything that took place during this time period, you know, or we, or in your employ in the company or like that. So it'd be it'll be curious because we have not we have yet to see somebody actually uh, get fired from the company uh, other than fucking Jimmy Havoc for obvious reasons.
1: That was still um, very quickly.
2: Yeah, and that was kind of a thing. Like I'm sure it was. He, he would look bad if he even tried to say anything. But, yeah, so we haven't yet had somebody's contract expire, and we haven't had anybody get fired yet. So that'll be the that'll be the thing once you start getting those people who, you know, are, aren't used anymore. And I wonder, you know, we talk, uh, like, Tino Sabatelli obviously was one of the ones that, uh, you know, was were, were giving away things to AEW and stuff like that. Like, you kind of have to question, like, well, he wasn't actually, like, a a under contract person, you know, yeah. he was he was a guy that they had brought in on things. So I, I guarantee you that, like, you know, he he probably wasn't forced to sign an NDA, or if he was, it was specifically for the things he was in. And if you sit sitting in the audience watching, well, my uh, NDA doesn't cover me. We're just watching the show and reporting on it,
1: <laughs> you know. Um, last thing I want to say on this before I forget, um, Paul Heyman's biography DVD that's actually still on the network um, they were asking him questions about when he got fired from WCW mm-hmm. and he was like oh I can't talk about it and he's like I'm well aware that it was 20 years ago and that the WWE now owns WCW he's like mm. I can't talk about because you'll get sued I'll get sued and then yeah. you'll get sued,
2: so. So, that's what I'm saying it's like dude, you know what is this going to cover are we ever going to hear anything that actually went on backstage you know no idea uh, Ginger, anything else to say about this? Nope. Alright. Um, sort of good news. Um, uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2021 got rounded out a bit. Uh, joining Eric Bischoff and Great Khali is the whole and show, Rob Van Dam uh, and William Shatner uh, in the uh, celebrity wing. Um, of course, RBD... Um had a really good run in WWE, but I, I think that this is still going to be a bit of, of ECW as well. It's not going to be just his his WWE work, but it also is going to be like his original ECW stuff too for, for his But um and yeah, obviously William Shatner just shockingly <laughs> a a wrestling fan for some reason. Uh and uh the other, other thing we did here was that the Warrior Award recipient this year is Titus O'Neil.
1: Should I make the joke or do you want to? You can go ahead. They're giving him the Warrior Award because he's actually agreeing to co-host with Hogan.
2: <laughs> That's the joke you're making, get it? Um, Titus is definitely a guy who, who does who embodies what that award is supposed to be. It's people that are going above and beyond and trying to make things better. Like, Titus O'Neill doesn't wrestle that much anymore, but doesn't. But there's a reason why he's still employed, because he does so much fucking goodwill. Mm-hmm. And he... So much charity work, and also... I mean, the guy that's out there doing fucking TED Talks and shit like that, like, he's a very intelligent guy, you know? Uh, it sucks that, like, his... His, like, lasting memory will be him falling under the ring and fucking... <laughs> the Greatest Royal Rumble, but... Yeah, he's... Yeah, it, it, a very good recipient to it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, RBD going in, I thought that was great. Uh, there was a, a report Sean Waltman put out saying that before COVID shut down WrestleMania last year, that the NWO was actually going to, during their acceptance speech, which Eric Bischoff was going to be the one to put them in, were then going to be like, hey, Eazy-E, guess what? You're a Hall of Famer, too. And, like, they were going to shock him and surprise him that they were going to bring him into the Hall of Fame with the rest of the NWO. With that fucking going to the race wasted, obviously, it was just like, okay, no, we're just going to put you in by yourself, you know, which I think is better in this case.
0: Yeah, but it would have. I think he would have probably had the same reaction if they did it right there as well. I think that that would have been a nice little fucking swerve, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: you know. And so that would have been cool. But I, I mean, either way, he deserves a spot
2: regardless. Yeah, no matter
0: where he went in.
2: Well, and, and I remember us talking about it last year. We were just like, why the fuck isn't Bischoff going in with the, with the rest so of, we his, were of his group?
1: the main thing we, we were saying. Yeah, so why right, Eric Bishop,
2: just, um, no. yeah. Yeah, we were right. We just didn't. Yeah, it was just going to be a surprise, which would have been a nice surprise, but obviously at this point, like, he probably has been backstage and been like, why does it say Class of 2020 inductee Eric Bischoff with the rest of it? <laughs> You know, or something. <laughs> like that. You know, he's probably seen some things or, or has, at this point, like, the cat's been out of the bag for a while, so. Um, yeah. So,
1: uh, oh, I'm excited about RVD going in. Um, question to both of you: Have you ever seen his work in ECW? Yeah, it's it's superb. When he was TV champ back in like '98 or '97, <clears throat> um, it was amazing. It was like his matches with Jerry Lynn, his uh, matches with Sabu. It's just the dude was. A lot of people kind of copy him nowadays for the shit that he you know, the kick pads, the that style was something he innovated. Um, you been. Go ahead. You can I finish. was just gonna say and um even then you add on his WWE career where he was in the con champion a bunch of times and WWE champion mm-hmm. until Sabu got caught with pills in the car. But <laughs> even then, like he he absolutely deserves it.
2: Yeah. Um You've been to uh, like a minor league baseball game, right? Yeah, yeah. You ever been there when like a, a top prospect has played, or or even like a, an MLB player on on a rehab assignment? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it's like watching RVD and East yep. It's the, it's like that guy doesn't belong because he's so fucking much better than everyone else, you mm-hmm. know. You get a lot, too, like, if you watch, like, college football and stuff like that. You'll you'll be able to pick the guys who, are like, first-round draft you'd be Like, he does not look like what everyone else is bringing to the table. Because everyone else is bringing a can of Pringles, and he's bringing a fucking buffet. Like, that's that's what RVD was back in. He was like, here's these fucking dumpster fire wrestlers, and you got fucking Rob Van Dam doing Van Terminators off one turnbuckle into the... You're just like, I'm sorry, what... Why are you signed here? What are you doing here, dude? <laughs> like you should be on fucking national
1: television.
0: Uh, no, no drug tests would probably be the answer to that one.
2: <laughs> you know, That's
1: the thing. I mean, as good matches as RVD had in WB, and he did have a couple good matches, they were nothing compared to the uh, ones he had in ECW. Oh like, no! But... They should just let him go. And I'm not even saying the blood. I'm saying like just the athleticism that he used to fucking mm-hmm. put on a fucking showcase. Well, he has a lift na- that he
0: named. Yes, that's right. Like fucking badass man. Yeah.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he added to that lift and put fucking each of his girlfriends on on the side, <laughs> each side. You know, he's
2: already a hall of famer in my mind just for mm-hmm. just for his shenanigans he's gotten up to. Um, mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> it, it it's again we've talked about it before like. Uh, if if you see a guy on the independent circuit and you're like, wow, this guy is so fucking good, you're not you're probably not going to see that same level when they get to WWE because WWE protects their investment, and oh, yeah. on the on the independent circuit, like that's their job is to go out there every night and be like, I I don't get somebody just to, to fucking buy my shirt unless I leave them with something for the while. Wow. So they're they're going to fucking put themselves in line more. And once you get to WWE, they're like, okay. Don't put yourself in line more. Make it look good, but don't make it look so good that you might potentially fucking, like, rupture your spine and be dead, you know? (laughs) So so we've got uh, one more, uh, not even really news, just more of a a calling out somebody's hypocrisy before. We're going to do a little deep dive on the Andrade uh, interview uh, because I, I have the cliff notes for it. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, our our favorite gentleman, uh, Dave Meltzer, yet again decided that he was going to show everybody in the world how much of a racist prick he is, because he says, and I quote, "Bad Bunny is not athletic and is only popular in his culture and isn't well known other That's than quote. in That's other than quote. other than in his culture." Yes. So, uh, Dave, of course, uh, who who gets who's a sixty-one-year-old white guy, gets his news on what's popular from his kid. Uh, apparently, doesn't think that Bad Bunny, who is of Latino descent, is popular with anybody other than Latinos. So, uh, because he's so unpopular, you know, he's got thirty-one million followers on Instagram. Uh, he has a hundred million streams on Spotify. Uh, 2.8 million followers on Twitter. He was a musical guest on SNL, was on the cover of Rolling Stone, has a $16 million net worth, and out of the 190 nominations for his music, has 72 awards, including a Grammy. But he's only well-known in the Latino community, of course.
0: Well, yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> what the why, fuck, didn't Dave,
1: why didn't fucking Melty Face pick the other celebrity and go at him? Why didn't he go and fucking Logan Paul? <laughs> because... He picks Bad Bunny? That was a bad decision.
2: Because, one, Jake Paul. Two, Jake Paul's white. No, oh,
1: it's Logan Paul. Logan Paul's going to be there next week on SmackDown.
2: That was Jake. Yeah, it's,
1: lo- it's Logan.
2: They're both fucking... Logan. They're both fucking idiots. Anyways, they're, they're both, both po-
1: obnoxious. Shit.
2: And they're both white. Yes. And, they're, and their prime demographic is exactly what AEW is trying to get. That's the
1: problem. Okay, that's fine, but... <clears throat> Going at Bad Bunny, like you said, how many followers on Instagram? I think you said... Uh, 31 million. 31 mi- yeah, <laughs> 30 million. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know
0: who he is. I don't know who the hell you guys are talking
2: about.
1: You know he is now.
2: The the other aspect of it is like, he's well-known in wrestling communities because the motherfucker raps about wrestling. <laughs> like, people who are... Huh? Is
1: so the Booker T song?
2: Yeah. Not only the Booker T song, he's had other references and things like that too. Like, Mm -hmm. the guy is a wrestling fan. So, like, I knew him because of the Booker T song. And, like, a lot of wrestling fans knew him because of the Booker T song, but also because of some of the other things. And it's like, the other thing too is, like, here you go again, just trying to fucking discredit somebody just because you've got this beef with WWE. And it's like, it's like, not to mention, it's like, okay, so. Even if he's only known in the Latin community, wouldn't WWE want to grow their Latin audience?
0: Just right. throw. No, just... that's a smart business decision. It's
2: it's the same comment. It's the same comment as oh, don't pay attention to the views on YouTube because it's all the Indian fans. Like, dude, that's. <laughs> It's like, dude, that's fucking racist, dude. <laughs> I,
1: I'm not laughing because what, what Mel just said was funny. I'm laughing how Troy imitated him because it's absolutely true. That's exactly
2: me, what he said. He said, he said you can't look at the fucking views on, on YouTube because there's so many views coming from India because right. apparently the only thing that matters is the white American
1: audience. So, so here's the thing. like There was a small time where I kind of thought, Maybe Meltzer's just doing the the Vince Rousseau method, where he's just, or Jim Cornette method, where he just says shit just to get people like pissed off. But then I'm like, nah, he really believes in every fucking thing he's saying. Mm-hmm. Who,
0: who released the song "The Rick Flair Drip"? Was that a, was that a lyric or something like that a while back?
2: Um, I. Not uh, 100% positive on that one. I know that I know that I'm already annoyed by uh oh a song by Metro Boomin and an Offset Rick Flair drip. Okay. am uh, so, already annoyed by the term drip by the way, but go ahead.
0: So, think of it this way, right? Nobody know knew who the fuck that dude was before, but as soon as he came out with that song, everybody knew who that motherfucker was.
3: Yeah.
0: It's You've that got fucking simple, like, yeah.
2: <laughs> business. Look at look at it this way. Like, the Insane Clown Posse showed up on WCW and WWF, right? They were rapping about wrestling because they're huge wrestling fans. Like, they own their own fuck federation at this point now, but when they came in, the, uh, it was like, it's like people were like, "Oh, it's the, it's the fucking guys that uh, that talk about fucking and people and Hulkamaniacs and, and stuff like that." Like, hey, look at that, you know? Pe- people knew them because they had fucking talked about wrestling. Like, they weren't always ICP fans, but once they started seeing them, it was like, I mean, I didn't know about them until I saw them on wrestling, and then I became a fan of ICP. But it was like, it's like, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Like Action Bronson will fucking make some joke. Like the fucking Wooting Clan will make wrestling references and stuff like that. Like. Yeah, like there's, it branches out to different areas, and you know. So
0: Troy, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What is a juggalo? Uh,
2: well, you know, he power he power power bombs motherfuckers in the thumbtacks.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and saboos your mama through the coffee. <laughs>
3: this is
2: for <a> sale.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I've I i could not find it. I'm not... I'm trying to find something, alright? I can't find it, because it, it's been scrubbed from history. But okay. I feel like, when ICP was in the WWF,
2: uh-huh,
1: melts are shit on them. Probably. Like shit on the whole fucking angle. Well, of course he did. But that's he doesn't... what I mean, it's just funny that you brought that up, because I was like, oh shit, he did that back then, too! Well, that, well,
2: and those guys are both white, but it's just because he he doesn't he he's got this stupid fucking idea that like wrestling is sacred. But also then we'll sit there and fucking shell things out like oh I'm so glad that Shack is here like
3: yeah
2: you rail against us uh, KT uh, over on Twitch says Tuna Melzer doesn't recognize those 31 one bad bunny fans because they're not AEW stands uh, <laughs> so yeah um, that's right but you know uh, Ginger a juggler just don't care and he might try to put a weave in his nut hair.
0: Anyways, uh, <laughs> get ready for these sounds.
2: <laughs> We've got a thousand of them, dude. I was dude, listening. I used, to know them all. I, <laughs>
1: I used to fucking love it, but I just you know
2: peek behind the curtain. I w- might have been listening to some of it today. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> all right. So actually, the the uh, song that came on while I was driving home was uh, was twisted. Um,
0: okay, even better.
2: Uh, let's see, eighty five bucks an hour song. Yeah. <laughs> I just that that fucking is the MO and I just love that it's the MO and no and I can't even spell the rest. It's just great fucking rap. Anyways, uh, so uh, speaking of Latinos, it's time to talk about Androtting. So this is gonna be a while, but uh, we don't really want to get into the good, the bad, the what the fuck because it's WB. But uh, here we go. I'm just gonna go through some of, of these, uh, stop if you've got anything that you wanna talk about. Uh, so Andrade, now this is uh, obviously translated from Spanish, so there's some things that were somewhat lost in translation uh, because he was on uh, Hugo, was it Stanovich? Savinovich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, former uh, former Spanish announcer for WWE, has a podcast now. So Andrade says that his WWE contract was for $3 million.
1: Wow. <laughs> I would like to defer to a man who has actually worked in this business, Ginger. <laughs> Did to make three million dollars a year? It's a possibility. He
0: could have he because he he signed the WWE contract before COVID started. So okay. So <clears throat> you know, I mean, I wouldn't put it past it, but you no. Know.
2: But even even if it was like he had three years left and he was making one million a year, motherfucker was still making a million dollars <laughs> and not being used. And that okay. just goes to show yeah. you
0: that he likes wrestling and he doesn't want to fucking sit there and just collect yeah. fucking money. You know what I mean? So yeah,
2: there there was a couple times he he brings it up a couple of times. here this that I kind of edited out, but he kind of kept talking about sitting and catering and not wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he talks about Angel Garza and says Garza was told to cut his hair for his push. Uh, but then what happened? Uh, he says he supports Garza the same way that Ray and Sin Cara supported Andrade when he first got to WWE, and he says the same thing with Umberto Carrillo. And he says they have and talent, but they don't use him. Why? Which I also agree. Why? Why aren't you using Why? Angel Garza? He's really fucking I, I, good.
1: I, I do agree with that. I, I 100% agree with that. He's not wrong there.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, when he came back in February,
2: uh, this was after... So the, the the timeline was he was injured. In November he was cleared. He did not return until February. So there's there's a lot of, like, he was just sitting doing nothing. But he says when he came back in February, Randy, Orton, Seamus, Drew McIntyre, and Cesaro would ask, why'd you leave? Why aren't you being used? Really, they aren't using you? Uh, and he says that was kind of the beginning of him being like, something is wrong. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, uh, we should we should talk about it a little bit more. All of these stories keep coming out that apparently Randy Orton is a really good fucking guy now.
1: <laughs> because well, I mean, I think he has the respect of everyone in that lock. Yeah, at this point.
2: Yeah, but apparently, like the story came out that uh, uh, Fred Rosser, the former Darren Young, says that when Bone he Moon
1: Crusher,
2: yes, yeah, that was when, his name in the Indies. Yeah, when he when he came out. Apparently Randy Orton like seeked him out and was like, Listen, if anyone gives you shit, you tell me and I will take care of it. Like that's <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Randy Orton said that
1: <laughs> Now that's the thing. You can be a little bit of a juvenile delinquent. Yeah. And still be a good dude. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Well like, yeah. that's
1: the thing, is he was more famous for being like well. Kind of a bit of a bastard. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: But but the thing is with that though, like he learned from his shitty fucking days. Yeah, you know? that's what it is. And he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking continue to let that shit happen. So yeah. you fucking, he fucking he's obviously a leader in the locker room. That's a given. Yeah. You know? So you know, it's it's good to have somebody like that on your side if shit comes up, and mm-hmm. oh, you know, he seems to be the guy to do it. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Uh, so he spoke with writers before he came back. He pitched ideas, um, but he didn't want to say what ideas. And he said Charlotte also pitched ideas when the Lacey and Rick storyline was ongoing to bring Andrade into the storyline. Um, says that...
1: we've talked about. Yep.
2: But he says he doesn't want to talk much about Charlotte because he doesn't want to get her in trouble. More on that in a little bit.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> this is going to take a turn in a little bit here. Uh, but we'll get to it. So in October he asked for time off for eye surgery, um, but he was he was healed up in November and they didn't ask him to come back until February. Um, and he says he's not sure why that happened, because he said while Charlotte was out with her tit job, they called her like daily to try to see if she was ready to come back. And apparently when he was out and ready, they never called him. So. Ooh. Um, so, he says he speaks highly of Drew McIntyre, uh, and his treatment of him, and says after their encounter, um, pr- a producer approached him and said he needed Drew to look like a, this is in NXT, by the way, a producer approached him and said that he, they needed Drew to look like a monster, and Andrade said, okay, that's fine, and then Drew approached him and said, no, you wrestle like you, you know how, I don't need, <laughs> need the monster, do what you want in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a little bit more on Drew McIntyre, in a little bit, but also Drew seems like a really good dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, the guy was the NXT champ at the time. Like, yeah. the fuck.
2: Uh, so, in regards to the Saudi Arabia incident, uh, Andrade says he can talk about that, and they were unable to leave for two days. Um, but and then they, there was a bunch of different stories that was told, they were told to the talent, and then they made them get on and off planes said there was a plane for the Smackdown talent because they had to cover the show, but most of the raw talent was stuck. He said when they arrived, they were treated like royalty, but then they were trying to leave. They were stuck in the airport and finally sent to a hotel. Um, He says he met with higher-ups and the higher-ups said that they had to talk to Vince, but tried to offer comfort about the experience. Andrey says they were stuck at the airport sharing protein bars on the floor. Um, and uh, then apparently there was a meeting with talent that he refused to go to, uh, and he says he remembers all of this because he was in Saudi Arabia when
1: his mother passed. Oh, Troy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> we we've all had our opinions in the past when that Saudi Arabia story came story came out. Hmm. Um, what do you think about what he just said in that quote?
2: It's right? <laughs> it's still like it it still sounds like so much kind of hearsay and it sounds a lot like the the people working for WWE didn't seem to know either what was going right. on. So it's it's so difficult at this point but it, either way like um, it it happens. It it's a shitty situation but also like is it possible that Saudi Arabia couldn't get fucking, you know, their their planes are having issues, or, or there was something going on. Yeah, it is still possible, but also it's like, well, you know, I mean, Saudi Arabia has some issues over there too, so it's not it, either way. At this point, I can believe either side of the story, and honestly, it's like people just need to kind of get, get over it. Like nothing happens. Like yeah, it sucked that they got stuck there for two days, um, but also like, you know, uh, hopefully. WWE learned a bit on it, and were like, you know, but it seemed like they like they thought they were working things through because they didn't send them to a hotel until later, so it was like it seemed like they were at least actively trying to get things figured out, but yeah, I don't know.
1: It's at the just... very least, to me, it seems that the communication between the people who knew and the people who didn't know, mm-hmm. um, and the talent, was very, was done very poorly. Yep. At the very least, I will say that that's probably... A fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that creates fear. That creates people going on the phone being like, honey, I don't know when I come home. I don't know what's going on. No one's telling me shit. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, in regards to him and Charlotte being together, um, he says that he never wanted to get involved with someone from the company and says he stuck, he, uh, stuck to hanging out with a Latino talent uh, and would just have a few drinks and keep to himself. He said, Charlotte always caught his eye the first couple of years in WWE, uh, but he saw her. He saw her as a coworker, and he had reservations regarding <laughs> banging Ric Flair's daughter. Uh, <laughs> but he says while they were on tour, Carl Anderson texted him about meeting up at catering when they go to the next hotel. Uh, but he didn't tell him who he was meeting. So around two to three a.m., Carl texted him, "Where are you? I want to introduce you to a friend." Andrade was in his room at this point. And he started to think to himself, "Who could be?" He showed up and saw other talent there, and Carl introduces Charlotte to him, and he was like, "What am I doing here? I don't want trouble." <laughs> uh, he says, "If he w- if if he if Carl would have told him it was Charlotte, he wouldn't have shown up, because he says he's super private, and other talent were there as well." Uh, so the New Year's Eve, they were dating but not official, and Charlotte told Rick over the phone she was with Andrade while he was driving, and he was like a deer in the headlights. Uh, Charlotte said said she had mentioned uh, it to Rick already anyways, and so Rick uh, was good with it and has always been very polite to Andrade. It's kind of a funny story. Uh, I just wanted to leave that one in there so it's not all negative. So Hugo asks if Andrade thinks racism has affected him in regards to a Mexican dating wrestling royalty. And Andrade says Charlotte is very beloved backstage and people saw her happy. It was a positive vibe," he said. "Maybe one or two people might have been negative, but he felt mostly positivity. <clears throat> so, not completely shitting on everything going on backstage. And of course, yeah, like it's a huge company. You're, you're going to have a couple races there. I mean, like Jackson Records still employed there, so you knew he was you.
1: Michael Hayes.
2: Yep,
0: more on him later.
2: Um. He says he does think there may be some negative feelings towards the team in WWE, but he doesn't let it affect him, that he doesn't give things like that importance. Uh, So he was asked about Paul Heyman, and he said, uh, Paul always spoke the truth to me, believed in me. None of the matches with Ray were scripted. The matches kept taking place because the viewers loved it, not because it was scripted to take place.
1: Oh shit, I forgot about that series, yeah with Ray. That was a really good mm-hmm. series.
2: That's because none of them were fucking scripted, because he let the cause Paul just let the two of them fucking go out there and wrestle. <sighs> so fifteen days ago he asked for his release on a Monday. He tested positive for COVID seven days later, and then they called him and said he was granted his release. So there was never a time that they refused to release him. So that story was bullshit. Right. He asked for his release. He got his release. There was that. The, obviously, people said, "Oh, well, because he asked for his release and it didn't happen for a little bit, that they automatically assumed it got 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 denied." No, it never got denied. It just takes time to release somebody when they make three million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he does mention that the doctor that uh, claimed that he failed a drug test. Is the same doctor he's about to talk about in the Charlotte situation. So I you have to kinda of take that into account. I left that in this because you have to kinda of take into account that he's had a negative interaction with this doctor already. Right? Because he got suspended, he got he got a thirty day wellness suspension, and he, he still to this day claims that he didn't he was not on any performance enhancing drugs or anything like that. He was nothing banned or anything like that. So remember that also remember the fact that he said he didn't want to talk about Charlotte because he didn't want to get her in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Before we even get to that, just about the uh, Mm performance-enhancing drugs, he's going to deny it whether he did it or not. A hundred percent. Correct. There's very few people that are like, yeah, I was busted for PEDs because I was fucking taking steroids. Mm -hmm. Like, no one actually admits to that. They always say it was something else. Yeah.
0: But who cares? I don't, but. Like, that's the shitty part. Like, who gives a shit?
2: So. Yeah. So, what happened to Charlotte? Um, so, Charlotte, in a recent test, um, the doctor saw that she had elevated HCG hormones which typically means you're pregnant. A lesser known complication of COVID is that it also increases those numbers in women. And there can be a lot of false positives, but it might just be that you have COVID. Now, it turned out for Charlotte, she just had COVID. She was not pregnant. But that is why she was gone, and nobody would talk about what was going on, then came back a week and was gone again. Because of this going on. Now, here's the thing. Fuck Andrade for bringing us up. This is not his story to tell. You do not sit there for someone who you're going to marry and say, Hey, she was medically suspended because they thought she had tested positive for pregnancy. That's your story to tell. And so much so, that Charlotte had to fucking put out a press release in regards to this. And her statement says, what, what Manny, which is obviously Andrade, said about the pregnancy test in today's interview is true, but a significant amount of time context is lost in translation, and we'd like to clear that up as best we can. A few weeks ago, Charlotte received a call from W Medical telling her that her HCG levels had come back high and she was medically suspended for pregnancy. That day, she took several home tests that all came back negative. A few days later, blood work and ultrasound confirmed there was no pregnancy. So there you go. But again, you forced her to put out a statement to the press. But
0: maybe it was previously discussed between those two. Possibly, but he, so, and he, yeah, she you was, don't know and, that it wasn't. No, exactly. So it, it's a fifty-fifty shot. But I mean, in reality, I mean, she might have already had that press release ready to go.
2: That's true, but uh, but also, like I said, you're you're also sitting there and being like, I can't believe that doctor would look at a test and see elevated HCG levels and be like, we got to take you off TV because you're pregnant, like. That's exactly what the doctor should do if he's ever somebody who comes back oh, with elevated HCG oh, yeah. levels. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them wrestle then. So I'm I'm a little bit of like, okay, he's he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder because this is the doctor that popped him for PDs. Mm-hmm. You know? To me at least it felt that way. You you probably would too. Yeah.
0: I but I think anybody would. <laughs> like, yeah. <what>
2: fuck <laughs> He popped me. Yeah. But yeah, so um, they ask, why was she taking up posters? and Andrade said he has info, but he doesn't want to affect her, so he can't say if it was because of him or some other reason. He says, Burgh. there's a lot of jealousy towards her. He claims that there is a lot of female talent, but only three or four can go 20 minutes. Just, just bury that women's division, buddy. <laughs> I,
1: never, never mind. But-
0: yeah. He's going to he's, he's, gonna throw those digs in.
2: He's but- going to. Well, and and I get it. He's, uh, Charlotte is obviously top of the top of the division. So I mm-hmm. get that. But here's the other thing, too. We know for a fact that Vince is not... A, he doesn't want to put time and energy into something that might not happen. So when he hears, oh, Charlotte uh, has tested positive for pregnancy, he's going to be like, pull her off the poster, pull her out of WrestleMania. We're not going to keep say, claiming that she's going to be there when she's not going to be there. Then, once everything fucking comes back and it's like, oh, no, she's she's fine. She just had COVID. And then it's like, okay, we'll keep her off of there because we don't know how long it's going to take her to come back. You know?
1: We absolutely cannot do that to Charlotte. We can do it to Lacey, but not Charlotte.
2: Well, and Lacey's thing was because Lacey got removed, too, you know?
1: No, Lacey was advertised the that night that she came on Raw and said, I'm pregnant. They had the graphic that she was fighting Oscar and Vaseline.
2: Yeah, did and you... they knew what she was gonna say? All right, well, so we found the guy who doesn't listen to TWT Magic because she was on there saying that she found out like the day of RAW that she was pregnant, and then went to them and said, "Hey," and then they had to fucking rewrite the
1: thing. So why, so, why put the graphic up before a match then?
2: Because she still
0: wasn't in the, in, in the match at the time, but it was just like they because didn't if,
2: spoil it. Because if you suddenly don't have that match graphic, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck's going on?"
3: Exactly.
1: I don't so think you anybody would think that in the time it took for her to not well, be involved in that match, but <laughs>
2: either way, they did the exact same thing. They removed her as soon as they found out that she wasn't going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so uh, he says Charlotte has had problems in the locker room. Someone took a pic of her with him backstage, and he says they know who it is, but Charlotte ignored it. Didn't tell them to uh, Andrade said people use her dad but, she, but she's a great wrestler. She's earned her spot. So he just kind of goes to bat for her a little bit and says that like mm-hmm. people are jealous of her. Um, he also says that Andrade, that he hopes Charlotte doesn't face any consequences for his leaving um, but she does have a movie project going up uh, that she, she doesn't blame him for anything and that she knows how to defend herself in ring and on the mic and that her dad didn't get her to the Mania main event. Uh let me see here. Andrade says he's open to take bookings. He obviously doesn't have his identity, no, no compete clause. Uh, Hugo says he's got some friends in Chile who would like to book Andrade. I'm sure they would. Uh, <laughs> Andrade says he has nothing to say to Vince. He says he never went to knock on his door. There was other talent that went every week, but he wasn't one of them. He didn't want to said Vince, but he did say Vince was always respectful like Kevin Owens has said like you have to go and talk to Vince you have to make time with him so it's like so Andrade's just like fuck it I'm not going to go to the CEO of the company and talk to him at all or the guy who does all the booking and talk to him I don't know to me to it, me it, it's it, like you know oh
0: well,
1: yeah there is a there's the thing though like there's what I don't know 80 something 90 something people on the main roster um Maybe he never felt comfortable.
2: Well, but you know, you kind of, kind of overcome that and and talk to the guy one on one because if, no, you, I, if
1: he's, I, I get that, but if I don't you know want to be pushed, like for him backstage. I don't know what it was like for Angel Gods. I don't know if it was like for you know, like it sounds like they kind of hung on a, more like in a clique. So and it seems like he was defending those guys too. So I don't know. Maybe those they just don't feel comfortable around Vince.
2: Yeah. Um. All right. So. Andrade says it might not have been his time. It could have been his decision. Their producers are creative. But he does want to thank Vince for the contract and says that WWE is the best company at the moment. He got worldwide fame and earned money. Uh, but then we got a, a nice little story. Yes. Okay. Uh, he says, in regards to Triple H, the NXT title wasn't meant for him. The match for the NXT title between was supposed to be between Drew and Adam Cole, but they got changed to him and Drew. And he speculates it was Triple H's decision. He was always greet—he uh, uh, always greeted him and was respectful. So Andrade being NXT champion was one hundred percent Triple H's doing.
1: <laughs> I hundred percent believe that. Yep. So. Uh, Trips knows work when he sees it. Yeah, Trip is old school, and he yep. knows talent. He has no control of what uh, happens to that talent when they go to the main roster.
2: And uh, and that's the issue. That's why all these people that you keep hearing it's it's a lot of like, oh, Triple H was great to me. William Regal was great to me. That, that, <laughs> that Vince, that Vince assholes. You know.
0: Thanks for the money. That's yep.
2: all the people thank for thank him for is the money. Uh, one final oh. thing. Uh, Andrade said that that their wedding was supposed to be last October, October, and they were going to do the ceremony in his native Gomez Palacio, Durango, Uh, but it was was hard to travel because of the pandemic, and says that Rick wants to go to Durango with them, so it seems like once they get things a little more open up, which should be pretty soon here, that uh, they'll actually get their wedding done, and Rick will be able to be there, so, nice. Yeah, wow. Yeah, a lot. To, I, I know that was a lot to unpack, and and you know, thank you all for staying with the one. But hopefully, I, like people did. I just thought that there was a lot of very interesting things uh, to talk about on that. So
0: absolutely, I mean, it, it sucks to see him go, but I want to see him do what he wants to do and wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great talent. He was great in NXT at first. I didn't really see it, and then once he worked Drew, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then just. Ah oh, man, they fucking blew it. Yeah, right. Once Tr- uh, Theo was gone, it was kind of a almost a no brainer that he was gonna be gone. Yeah, sucks.
1: It's weird, man. I saw a lot of talent in that dude, and I oh, yeah. really thought he hit a stride with um with the Trinidad with him, and then yeah, I mean this we see this a lot. There's only so many spots. This that, and the other thing, but. There's so many people I would have picked on over that get T V time.
2: Yeah. But you also gotta remember that Dude is thirty one. So he he can he can go he can go and be on the independence for a little bit and he could come back again.
1: You know, oh, things are different. I thought you meant yeah. like he's thirty one, what's Vince gonna do with him? I was like, <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 I thought no, right no. you were going with I was like, Wait, what? No, no, not at all. No, I'm saying I'm saying he could very easily, you know, make a comeback like Drew did, you
1: know. Oh yeah, sure. So. A, yeah.
2: Yeah, I hope now, he has
1: success. I think he's a phenomenal talent. Yeah. Uh, personally, i
2: I would rather see him not go to AEW because I just like he's a phenomenal talent, but I just feel like there's just too many people there that they're trying to focus on, and also he, he's going to have the rhetoric of former WWE guy in AEW showing up there. So personally, I think he'd be much better to either go to New Japan, uh, go to ROH, or go to Mexico.
1: would be back to new japan wasn't he uh, yes he was
2: was part of yep he was a sombra part of the uh ingo whatever this fuck it called uh that that group over there uh which i think
1: that go back there
2: like you'll be a superstar over there well and uh he could go to roh and join up with with rush so because he was obviously with him for a little bit too so yeah he's got a lot of options let's just put it that way um just don't go to impact Never could have which Which worries me because it's like, well, if, if he's talking about Carl Edwards setting him up with Charlotte, like, Edwards could fucking... Edwards. Anderson. <laughs> Carl Anderson. <laughs> Carl Anderson is somebody that... It, it's because I, I was thinking Eddie Edwards and, and Carl Anderson apparently did a fusion dance together. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> I worry that he's just gonna... Uh, Carl Anderson's gonna be like, bring your big swinging dick down over to Impact! Yeah!
1: <laughs> Honest to God, why would anybody sign with Impact? If you sign with New Japan, you're just going to be Impact tag champs anyway. Right. Well,
2: and that's the thing, too. Why would you sign with AEW when you could just sign for Impact? You're going to be on AEW, anyways. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, you could you could win their X Division Championship, and, and nobody good's got it right now, so. I
1: was like, X Division?
2: Oh, yeah, that's still a thing. <laughs> yep.
1: Ugh
2: who the fuck has that right now? I don't think it's... Ru- Ru- uh, I think it's TJ. I think it's PJ torkins again. It's
1: PJ torkins
2: PJ Twerkans again, yeah. Fucking asshole. Oh um, well, considering the last one was Rohit Ragu, I, mean, I can't say much about it. And Chris Bay is injured now, so...
1: Wait, wasn't um, Ace Austin supposed to get it?
2: Oh, you know what? He might have just got it. He might be the new one. Now I gotta, now I gotta look, because...
1: That I'm, fucking... I'm a big fan of Ace Austin.
2: I am a fan of his. Oh, he's great. That title changes hands way too fucking often, though.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Nine, nine, it, nine, ten, nine out of ten of it is fucking pre-taped, so... Yep, Ace, Ace Austin is the current champion. So. Oh, perfect.
2: <laughs> oh, longest reign, 301 days. This title has been around for a decade. And it has yet to be held for a calendar year. <laughs> Ever? Ever three hundred one three hundred one days is the longest rain and that's uh some piece no. of shit no some piece of shit
1: oh no, not some mojo oh,
2: no okay. some, some piece of shit uh let's see oh yeah. I know
1: who it is never mind sorry
2: uh let's see um yeah manic TJ, PJ Twerkins held it for one hundred and seven days Rahit Ragu held it for one hundred twenty days who
0: the hell is Rahit Ragu
2: Rahit Raju he used to be part of Desi Hit Squad. Uh, then they all got injured and it was just him left. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Chris Bay before that for twenty seven days, Willie Mack for hundred and one days. Uh then Ace Austin's <laughs> first title reign. Was, stop that. Was uh hundred and seventy three days. So I guess I guess he lasts a little bit longer, but yeah. And if you don't watch it, yeah, Rahi Reju uh was had a whole gaming for a little bit where he was like shitty wrestler that they would just like like People would be like, "Just take my spot and go out there and fight that guy." And then, then all of a sudden, he was like, "Operative, he he tricked Chris Bay into giving him a title shot, and then he he took the title off of him because apparently Chris Bay is a fucking idiot because he'd be like, "Oh, if you if you." Put me in the title match against, against you and PJ Twerkins. Then like you can just pin me and you can you can win you can win your championship. And that was how you convinced oh, him to get in there. And then <laughs> yeah, then he beat him. So yeah, Im- Impact going to Impact man. Uh, but uh, speaking of shitty things, it's time for oh god the good. The good. All right, we are two weeks away from WrestleMania, and which less means than that. <laughs> yeah, which means we're also uh, less than two weeks away from stand and deliver, uh, That's <laughs> which true. That's true. which that is what I'm more excited for. But uh, yes, more on more on that uh, in the coming days here. So SmackDown, oh SmackDown. So, what's your good from SmackDown?
1: My good is Edge's promo at the beginning of the night when he came out when Daniel Bryan was in the ring. Okay. Um, I have been waiting for Edge to do something that got me interested in his Mania program. And well-documented on the show. I wasn't a big fan of him going from number one to Royal Rumble winner. Um, But I finally saw, like, the old edge in this promo. And it it took a little bit of a a tweener character to do it. He's not the white meat babyface anymore, but he's saying all the right stuff. He's like, I worked my ass off to get back here. You're trying to take that away from me, you son of a bitch? Like, he's not wrong. And there was, like, fire there. And I was like, see, that's the edge I need. I need, like, a vicious edge. (laughs)
2: You you you, see, you talk about Edge you know, winning it from number one. Dude, only two guys before that had ever done it, and one was Shawn Michaels.
3: Right. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Ginger,
0: who did you Shut, have? Sorry, go
2: ahead. No, I was just <laughs> to say, who did you, what did you have for, uh, for your good, or did you have anything to say about oh uh, good. Edge?
0: Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so
1: I, are you making the transition, Sal? <laughs> it took a lot of it took a lot of <laughs> things to change in this main event for me to be interested in it but okay. you know yeah. um look Edge just isn't a a normal face Don't you baby fucking
0: face. dare you almost you almost said is not good
1: No I almost no I was Oh no, he's say, not a good face Edge <laughs> isn't a good guy like a good good guy like he's not no. a good baby face No, no. He's not. You, he came out yeah. there with his fucking man bun and his tennis shoes and he was like well, oh, I won the Royal Rumble. I'm like now, get the fuck out of here! Give me the edge that's screaming in your face that he's going to rip your head off. That's yeah. the edge I want, and that's yeah. the edge I got on Friday night.
2: Well, and, that, and that's why my good was the Edge heel turn, because thank Christ, because come on, <laughs> <laughs> I it, his his original run coming back at the at the Royal Rumble, uh, yes, made perfect sense for him to be a, a face the entire time he was coming back. Oh. At this point, though, it's like yeah. Now, I will say, uh, he does appear to be somewhat of a fucking idiot because if he would have done his job as enforcer and had Dana Bryan win, then he would only have to face Dana Bryan one on one. And instead now he's in a triple threat, but whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I was waiting for uh God, what the fuck's his name? The the fake guy in charge over there. Adam uh, Pierce. Adam Pierce. I was waiting for Adam Pierce to be like, Edge. You caused this cause you hit him with a chair fast lane.
2: Can we talk about the fact that Adam Pierce sounds like the Fire Pro Wrestling version of Edge? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe he did the voiceover for him.
2: Maybe <laughs> I didn't read, I didn't mean Smith meant vocally, I meant his name. Uh, Ginger, Ginger doesn't play Fire for Wrestling.
0: Oh, I do. Uh,
2: oh, you do? Okay, so...
0: I don't remember that? What?
2: No, no, it's it's just a general joke of the fact that Fire Pro Wrestling didn't have licensing rights to anybody.
3: Yeah, I know. So they
2: would, they would change everyone's name, so it would be The Boulder instead of The Rock. Well,
3: yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Ed, Edge, who does the spear, and whose first name is Adam, would then be called Adam Pierce, because the spear pierces you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Funnier or what? I didn't over, have to. Uh, lay over my head. Wow. Yeah. Whoops. Anyways. Still not as good as that. That fucking amazing list of the the Japanese guy having to do American names for that baseball game. Still one of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen that. Go fucking Google it. Uh, Ginger, what's what's?
0: I actually had a few.
2: Okay. Um.
0: I love when he pulls out a script. And <laughs> I, I I take my notes, down. I don't free ball here. Um, Rollins versus Cesaro at WrestleMania being a match. Who would have ever thought that Cesaro would be going into WrestleMania on a pretty good fucking story into WrestleMania with one of the top guys in the business right now? Yeah. N- nobody would fucking think of that. I sure as hell didn't see this coming. The dude, they didn't do shit with him after, this is what, this is only going to be his second Wrestlemania one-on-one match. That's crazy. So, uh, That's it, crazy. Then, then that is, it's fucking, unless, unless you count the uh, Andre Memorial not Battle
2: Royale. A, a, why, why would you Was a singles competition? <laughs> right. Well, it's, you're, you're, it's a
0: singles competition, man. It's just a man for himself
2: it was not a yeah, singles it, match. Right. <laughs> he said this it, is his second singles match, unless you count the Battle Royale he won. And, oh, and <laughs> last year it was Drew Gulak, which that match
0: was actually one of the better matches on the fucking card. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Cesaro and Rollins at WrestleMania, and it has potential to be one of the top matches on the fucking card. It,
2: mm-hmm. You're telling me that last year was his first singles match? Yes. Last year, it was always tag
0: team title. I was going to
1: say, he, he's been in the bar. He was in the bar for a good three, four and years. And him
0: and Tyson Kidd.
1: Yep. Yep, so, that was a thing, too. Dude, I loved that tag team. Oh, oh I that, did, too. They were
0: fucking fantastic. But yeah, this is only his second time, and technically, last year was his first year.
1: No, I, I, Ginger, I agree. I love the fact that Cesaro is fighting Seth. I think it's uh, awesome that Seth's having this match with him. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. There's one tiny detail about this feud, but I'll talk more about it in a little bit. <laughs> okay. But other than that, I, I am really looking forward to Seth versus Cesaro. Okay.
2: Troy, what have you uh, got? You? Well, I was just going to say, I just looked him up on uh, on Cage Match. And in terms of pay-per-view singles matches, he's only had 14. Ever.
1: what <laughs> uh, that's a fucking shame yeah but think about all the tag teams he's been in he, and-,
0: he, he, and don't get me wrong those matches were good I'm as a tag team but only 14 as a singles and he was the United States champion
1: yes this is true but <sighs> you know it's just yikes yeah. I know um, what the fuck dude but yeah you know what it's weird, because he's had some really... Probably some of the best TV matches in the past yeah. five years, right? I'm like, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. fucking believable
2: Are you sure? This doesn't list last year's WrestleMania 36 as a singles match.
0: Like yeah, it was him versus Drew Gulak. Hold on a second. I, th- I mean, was that like a pre-show thing? Because I don't well, even remember seeing no, that. No, I think it opened... I think it was the first on the main card. I think, or it could have very well could have been the pre-show. Hold on,
1: hold on, let me look.
2: <clears throat> All right, um, it is a pre-show match, so it doesn't count. So this is actually his first WrestleMania singles match. There it is.
0: Jesus, that's so awful.
2: Yeah, because here it's uh, <laughs> in in 2012, United States Championship match, Night of Champions, Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series, and TLC. Wait,
1: uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Yes? We're talking about Cesaro here, right? Yes, is this the guy that won the uh, inaugural Andre the Giant Battle Royal yeah. seven years ago? And everybody yes. was like, oh, "This is a star-making moment. He's going to be world champ." Yeah. the fuck happened? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know, acting guy.
2: But <laughs> dude, even even his match times are garbage in his singles matches. In Antonio pay- 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 yeah. Antonio Cesaro vs. Rock Ryder, 6 minutes. Antonio Cesaro vs. Justin Gabriel, 7 minutes. Cesaro vs. R-Truth, 7 minutes. Cesaro vs. R-Truth, 6 minutes. Cesaro vs. The Miz, 8 minutes. Sheamus vs. Cesaro, 11 minutes. Sheamus vs. Cesaro, 13 minutes. Ziggler vs. Cesaro, 12 minutes. Owens vs. Cesaro, 14 minutes. Miz vs. Cesaro, 11 minutes. Cesaro and Sheamus, no contest after 16 minutes. Cesaro defeats Jinder Mahal in 8 minutes. Alistair Black beats Cesaro in nine minutes, and Mansoor beats Cesaro in 12 minutes and 45 seconds. Those were his only singles matches on
1: pay-per-view, and his last one was two years ago. Jesus. I was going to say, his match with Owens at SummerSlam I thought was good. Mm -hmm. Um, And you mentioned that, 14 minutes. So, Uh, Troy, you got a good for us? Oh, no, no, wait, you you said you did, did, right? All right.
2: Uh, I'm going to... Oh, this is still editing my text here, but KTMN says Adam Pierce looks like Johnny Sims with I'm going to say tits. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, Alright. Um, so I guess that moves us on to the bad unless you had any more honorable mentions for your
0: goods. Uh, I, got, I got a couple. Um, if my phone doesn't fucking lock on me. Uh, I thought Nakamura versus Rollins was good. It was a pretty good match. Um and then something small, but I'm glad they um brought up Bianca not retaliating at Sasha for not beating the fucking daylights out of her after bitch slapping her. Uh I, I know it's it's still not okay that she didn't fucking beat the shit out of her, but yeah. at least they brought up a reason for that not happening. So yeah. something small, but
1: one more good was um, I really like KO's performance on the KO show. I thought oh. it was very simple, but he was it was right to the point. Like, no, I don't really give a shit if you're sorry. I, I could kill less. Me, you, WrestleMania. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, perfect. Thank God. <laughs> so speaking of that.
0: Are we getting Logan Paul and Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens and somebody else?
1: Yes, Jake Paul, his brother. Uh, Probably, probably his brother. I don't don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be a a tag match because you don't wait till fucking nine days to promote that those two are going to be there at WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like maybe they're in the maybe they're in corners, but I think it's still going to be a singles match. It fucking better be.
0: It's all I want, I just want, to, and I think those two deserve it after the career
1: they both have. Fuck yeah, especially their fucking rivalry throughout the years.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I mean, so we'll see where it goes. That's sure.
1: Hmm. Troy, you right over there, buddy?
2: Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how to make it so it doesn't block profanity on my phone because I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you mean. You sure about that?
2: Usually, <laughs> I'm <an>
0: adult.
2: Um, <laughs> Oh wait, I think I found it. Hold on. Uh, There we go. And now you can swear. All right. Uh, (laughs) Um. Yeah, my bad was uh uh, whichever guy who saw a dead body in Japan adds nothing to Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. So completely agree with you on it.
1: Yeah, the Jake Paul uh, Logan Paul thing. Yeah. Uh, Sal. Yes, I'll do my bad. All right. kind of goes along with one of, of Ginger's mentions. Um, Bianca Belair's booking since the Royal Rumble. So, <clears throat> Ginger, I agree with you. I like the fact that they brought that up mm-hmm. and that she had a reason. But then we're right back. We're right back. We take all that little bit of goodwill we just brought up and we're right back to making Bianca look like fucking shit. Because once again... Sasha just kind of fucking owned her, and Bianca did nothing about it. Just, ugh. There was a different way to build this feud, and you still could have made Sasha heal than the way they're doing it. The way they're doing it just, I don't know, it feels like they've taken all the momentum that Bianca had after the Rumble, and it's just, they're slowly, week by week, just getting rid of it. That's and then they, they, do they do something like that promo before the match, and it was great. And then they just undo it like ten minutes later.
0: Well, one of my bads is Natalia being on my TV and getting offense
2: in. Yep. You know 100%. that. You know that. Just to me, that's that's always going to just be a default on on my list. Any time she shows up. Yep. All right. I believe that takes us to our what the fuck from SmackDown. Well. Uh quick uh that spear from Edge
0: looked fucking terrible, weak, and Brian way oversold that fucking thing. Dude was literally two inches from him and hit him with it and Brian sold him like he was dead.
1: I was like, ooh. I was gonna say he did he didn't have enough room to run on that one. No, and
0: I don't like Edge's spin when he hits the spear and he spins off, I don't fucking like it. He needs to
2: drive through him.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, he he does this new spin-off thing, and I fucking hate it.
2: Yeah, and I wonder if that's like a, a neck safety thing with him,
0: right? I and that's what that. I thought yeah. too. Yeah, but I don't know. Still, man, then if if that's the case, change and finish.
2: I also I don't I don't know the number of times that he has drilled his face into the mat, sparing someone too. So oh yeah, <laughs> he's done that quite a few times. Um, my what the fuck is hey Ginger. Have you seen our Tag Champs? Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, kudos to Michael Cole for actually saying, hey, you guys haven't defended those titles since you won them. But calling it out doesn't exactly dismiss the fact that they haven't defended the titles since they won them. <laughs> and what did we do on SmackDown with our Tag Champs? Had one of them lose in a singles match. booyaka.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking about that. Um, we really believe in Dominic Mysterio. We need to get him a fucking Mania match. Let's put him in the ring with Dolphin Rude. They'll make him look like a million bucks. This whole t- situation is to make Dominic look good, isn't it?
2: Well, this whole situation is to have it where Dominic and Ray win the tag
1: titles at Mania, which is fine. Yeah, it's father and son. Which, yeah, sure. Right. I mean, which is, it's more about Dominic, but yeah. yes, I get what you're saying. Uh,
2: which is yeah. fine, but again, you they had an opportunity <laughs> to defend the titles, and it was a non-title match that they won a couple weeks ago, and you still couldn't have had them defend the titles at that point.
1: But they don't give a shit about tag team titles, especially not these ones. We know. know. We know that. I know. And look, I'm, They'll I'm, make a big fucking deal when Ray and Dominic win him. Which I'm I'm cool with
2: because honestly, cool Ray. It, is, but yeah,
1: it's just how I don't expect them to treat these titles good. I, I, yeah. I've just come to expect them to treat them like shit. Plus you should, we, you should yeah. Go ahead. Go on, go on, no, no go on, go on. Oh, I was just
2: gonna say you should be happy when when Ray wins it because then he'll retire.
0: Nope. <laughs> that, <laughs> that brings me to my point. If they don't have Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio at some point, you're stupid. Dominic goes full heel on Ray, and you know the reason behind it?
2: Starts going by Dominic at Guerrero.
0: <laughs> the latter match is the reason. He's always held the grudge, and he's like, dude, you put my fucking childhood on a fucking, in a goddamn briefcase, and hung it above the ring. I owe you a beating of your life for that and I think honestly I'd fucking love to see that but I I don't know if they'll ever do it but that'd be great fucking storytelling that would be
1: amazing they won't do it because they won't tarnish (laughs) Eddie's memory like that if that's what people who never saw that segment will think Um, But what
2: what are you talking about you literally had Randy Orton say Eddie Guerrero's in hell they're not going to tarnish Eddie's memory
1: they want Eddie saying that he fathered Mysterio's son.
2: That's what they did before! And I know, it but, before. The,
1: but it was 20 years ago. I don't think they want to, like, rebring that up. I don't I, think they want to revisit that. I
0: think that would be fucking great. I,
1: I think it would be I amazing. I don't yeah. think they want anything to do with that at all. <laughs> I
2: think I think Eddie was the kind of guy that he, he would have loved that.
1: No, yeah. yeah, sure, but I'm saying WWE, where they are right now, in their kid-friendly environment, I just don't see it.
0: Oh my god, it would be
1: great. It would be, but I have an alternative. Um, Fucking they don't win the titles at Mania and Dominic blames Ray and and we do the fucking Brett Owen angle from before and and fucking Dominic kicks the shit out of him after the match at Mania.
2: And he kicks his mask out of his mask? Yes! Well, if you want to do it differently just be like, like oh, it wasn't Eddie that fathered me. It was Ultimo Dragon.
1: <laughs> oh even... shit! <laughs> um, oh my uh, god. Okay. So my what the fuck <laughs> is we were building this nice thing kind of a you know a backstory to why Seth and Cesaro are having this match, why seth is so angry and he says in his promo and he's like and cesaro will never swing me again never 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 and then he gets swung and i'm like no why wouldn't you wait till mania what the fuck
0: oh you want to know why they're waiting till mania cesaro's hitting 50 he did it he, did it. he swung him
1: on this episode of Smackdown. yes
0: but no he he's going 50 or 100 swings i'm telling you Sure, That's but... why they're building up the swing and they did the fucking count on this episode.
1: Know, but it would have been so much better if Seth escaped and then you got that big pop when he finally got him at Mania. Uh,
0: true. I wouldn't say this is a what the fuck, because you're kind of looking too deep into it. Yeah.
2: I know. Plus <laughs> Plus, Seth, Seth has been... <laughs> Seth is now, is now fighting people on Twitter asking or demanding that they remove the gifts that they keep making of him in the swing, so... <laughs> He's having he's having a blast with it's, it.
1: Okay, um, that was the other thing because it was amazing seeing him get swung.
2: Yeah. Uh, so KT says uh, if they do that angle with Ray versus Dominic, it might actually make Raw watchable. Maybe. And there you go, Ginger. You got you got his hopes up.
0: <laughs> well, they're not they're not on Raw,
1: so. Oh
2: yeah, that's right. true. Um, but then he also asks, will they have an eyeball on a pole match? <laughs>
1: Who gets custody of the eyeball?
2: There you
1: go. Mask versus eyeball. There you
2: go. Uh, <laughs> Ginger, did you have a, a what the fuck? Um,
0: I I kind of jumped ahead. Mine was just the spear. That really okay. made me mad. Sure.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's gonna take us over to Raw, and uh, this one was now, difficult.
1: Now we're gonna get. Now it's gonna be fun.
2: This one is difficult, but <laughs> I did manage to. I did manage to find a, a good which I don't know if this shows up on anyone else's list anywhere else but my god was that a great riddle pro- promo <laughs> oh my god that was the highlight of Raw to me was the mad riddle not as mad anymore but that but the riddle promo in case you haven't seen it riddle pulls up on a scooter and there's Asuka and she's like points to the scooter and you're like oh scooter beep beep and he's like, yeah, you you know, they do, do got, like, scooters in Japan or... or j- scooters? I don't remember what I'm saying, sorry. And then he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Asuka is just like,
1: uh... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I think it's good in a it will be enshrined on WrestleCraft forever type of way, but... Yes,
2: but here's the thing. If there is not a more perfect person... <laughs> that 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 doesn't feel like a botch. It feels like a true to his character. I know it's a botch because Asuka's face
3: <laughs>
2: But Yeah, it was like and again I was like, did he did he really not realize that they were live or or you know because he looks straight at the camera and he's just like my bad and, yeah. And he and he drops his like over enunciation of things too. Like it's his normal voice that he uses. It's not his like, yeah, yeah, you know. So I... But then his follow up on did you see him on Raw Talk?
1: No. No.
2: Oh my god. Um, MVP.
0: <laughs> tell me he outs himself.
2: MVP is. Is talking and then he stops. He's like, "Oh man, like I, I lost a train of thought." and He goes, "That'll happen. That'll happen." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, it was great. You could tell they were just fucking. They were having fun with it because MVP is clearly looking at him like, "Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say." <laughs> he's just like, oh, but like I said, man, it made perfect sense for him to just fucking like, "Sorry, <laughs> I, I forget. Yeah, I'm out and just leave."
1: No of all people, yes, I will say that it was, it fit him perfectly. Um, I don't know if, if it if it was a botch or if it wasn't a botch, I don't know how the people in power felt about it, but whatever. Like oh my I said, God. If they didn't I
0: love it. that, come on, dude. Like, that's even, that, that's See, even Vince sitting there like, ha, ha, I love I,
2: it. Yeah, sh- that's See, I, and I, I feel like with him joking about on Raw Talk, it clearly was fine. And I feel like they would have either taken him off Raw Talk, or, or things would have been different on that. <laughs> but also, like, like I said, it's... <clears throat> he's not a serious character, so him just fucking right. bailing on a thing, and like, it, it, just judging from what he was trying to say, that sounded like it was gonna be a terrible fucking joke anyways. So, right. it made it more... it made it better, and again, like, Asuka's face made it fucking great, too very, very meme-worthy of her just being like,
1: ah, Uh... <laughs> I kind oh. of felt that of her because I was like, oh my god. She's
2: you like, oh, you, le- <laughs> you left the person who barely speaks English to, like, fucking, like... Uh, now, uh, I will say, god, I wish Asuka was back to being the badass again, because her, like, cutesy Japanese kawaii character is not great. But... Yeah, it, like I said, it, this was only good because the show was so shit, and it just made me laugh, and still makes me laugh. <laughs> Surprisingly, not as bad as Good Leech of Things, but still, it's it's still going to be up there in one of the better ones. And it, oh. Yeah.
0: One of my favorites is Orton, when he asks Seamus, what's my line?
3: Yeah.
0: Like, good lord, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it just happens. Like, yeah.
3: You...
2: <sighs> well, and so, and sometimes you can turn it into good things. I mean, you remember uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena, when Roman forgot his line, and Cena was like, it's a promo, you're gonna have to learn how to do it. You know, like, <laughs> it fit perfectly with the fucking thing, you know? And wow. this, this to me, was like, it it wasn't, you know, it it, it just kind of fuels more fire to as being like, this guy's a fucking goof, you know? Like... And just, you know, so it, it makes... It, so it worked out fine. It was not a train wreck like some of the other ones have been. Because it could have been. <laughs> For him to just... Because like I said, like, I was like, what what is he even trying to get at when he's like, do they have scooters? And like, of course they have scooters. What are you talking about, dude? So that, the fact that, like, he was just like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know?
0: I forgot what I was thinking. I was talking about. Looks yeah. dead... And he takes the fucking smirk off of his face, too, that he's always got. And, like, this this was totally fucking shoot. Like, I totally forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. And I was walking up.
3: This is I
0: great. mean, great.
2: Th- this is the thing, though. Like, when you, when you hand scripts to everybody and tell them yep. to learn their lines in fucking two minutes, like, this is what's going to happen sometimes. And you make it so that, like, most of your guys aren't allowed to improv. You know, and Riddle is not somebody that can improv, and so you're gonna get shit like this where he's just gonna ripcord out.
0: I think this is a classic case
2: of improv right here. <laughs> well, he just ripcorded <laughs> out of it, which worked. But like I, I said, gonna I mean, say, I don't
1: know about improv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There,
2: yeah, there have been there have been guys who have been able to. You can clearly tell that they have lost whatever they're trying to say and have just rolled with it and, and fixed oh, it on the fly.
3: Now.
2: Yeah. But yeah, too. Like I said, that, to me, that was the only good thing was just because it was so fucking funny, and it's like this is gonna like the the ne- the next batch of mania that's coming out is just gonna be filled with it too. Oh hell yes. Yeah. So ginger, what's your good?
0: Um. Well, that. Uh, so another actually uh, small thing. Riddle addressing when he's talking to um, Tyus O'Neal, and Tyus O'Neal starts feeling hey, goes, Nah, man, they already checked me earlier today. <laughs> Lost it, dude. <laughs> Lost it.
1: That was good.
0: Um, Xavier cheap-plugging all his other fucking internet shit via sheets of fucking paper just folding it over. Uh, and that ginormous back-body drop from Drew McIntyre. That... Reminded me so much of Diesel versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania yep. 11. Uh, I'm glad Ricochet got um, some TV time this week. Yay! Get special the fuck on my TV every fucking week, damn it! So even
1: for that, even for fucking six minutes with the, it's the face of the bar, and dude. then and then move over his his Ali. Let's bring him in
2: it's something um, special sh- special shout out to them bringing back the animated match cards because I, I am always a big fan of them doing oh, little yeah. fucking oh, okay. things before that with that but have you, did you catch the weird fucking Drew McIntyre one that he does
1: doesn't he just no. flip his hair up no he does like a weird like Ugh. like
2: <laughs> it's a weird fucking face that he makes And it's Uh, like, you okay, dude? Yeah, you'll have to go you'll have to go and watch it again because it's 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 very odd. It's like maybe you should have taken a second take of that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So Um Something I've never said on this show before is my good Uh, Seamus. Oh boy. He was you know Maybe it's just because Raw was was really difficult this week. But, uh, no, I thought Sheamus had a good match with Riddle. Um, I'm not going to talk about the champ getting pinned. That's not my hill to die on. But um, I thought Sheamus put in some good work. And you know what? He has been putting in good work this year. Really, ever since the fucking calendar turn, Sheamus has been putting in some fucking hard in good matches. So that was uh, my and my other honorable mention was MVP on commentary. I thought that was that was funny at times. Yeah, good filling.
0: Uh, funny that you bring that up because that Troy, did you do your bad? I mean, you're good.
2: Yeah, that was Riddle. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, that's gonna transition me to saying, why on God's green earth would you have a non-title match between Riddle and Sheamus this week? This almost made my what-the-fuck, but I have more items for that as well. Um, you could you could have done the banter and the battles in the back, uh, back and forth, leading to Mania, which is only two rows away. Well, technically one after this week. Yep. Um, but no, you just had to have the champion job to shameless to set this match up for Mania. I hate this fucking booking.
1: Granted, yes. I enjoyed the match, not the booking.
0: I, yes, don't get me wrong. The, <laughs> match, the match was good. Why the fuck didn't you save this for fucking Mania? And, unless they're going to fucking have this, but better at Mania. I mean... Which maybe still, they'll have
1: like a specialty match? Wh- why? I don't know. Fucking false count anywhere. No, that's not good enough. Uh, Joint on the pole. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: Uh, special special shout out to uh Riddle coming birds now.
0: Oh yes, good point. <laughs>
3: yep. Yep.
2: So now we have fucking Thomas the Tank Engine sound effects and we have digital jizzbirds Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm just loving this company's direction. <laughs> the
0: flops will fly. That's the fucking line for that.
2: Yeah, it's so dumb. Uh, Sal.
1: So. My bad. I mean, there was a lot of choices on this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I might as well say this now. Guys, this episode of Raw made me think that maybe the WWE has passed me by. Like, I'm I'm not their audience. I'm not the one they're writing for. It's I'm just a fucking old bitter fuck. So maybe it's time for me not to watch. The main roster anymore. But then I go online and everybody of all ages is shitting on this product. It's bad. It's bad. There's no fucking eight-year-old kid that's enjoying it. There's no fucking twenty-one year old dude. No, it's a bad product. And I'm gonna start with AJ Styles.
2: Hey, Jizzle stuzzle
1: First of all, we just have to do this segment backstage where AJ admits to not giving a shit about the WWE title. Really? Yep. <laughs> and, and, but then we're going to make this ten times worse, because we're going to have game night. We're going to play games. We're going to do charades, because that makes sense in 2021. Uh, we're also going to do um, slightly racist uh, Pictionary, like... What? Are you... F- and this Dude, you know what killed me about this? This was like fucking 11 or 12 minutes. Like, the whole fucking thing. Like, it was just... Oh, my God.
2: Remember when the New Day used to do really entertaining segments? Yes. <laughs> Boy, that, that sure ended as soon as they lost Big Eve.
1: <laughs> yep. But, guys, am I wrong? Was this not, like... Oh no! You fucking shit.
2: You're you're <laughs> good. Um, I don't I don't often say it because it's it's so dumb that everyone kind of it. But it was like, are they just like, are they making fun of AEW and the fucking Bureau storyline with this of doing like video games and shit like
1: that? <laughs> like no, it no, was. I, I don't yeah. think so. I think that they they it's, thought this was gonna be funny. It was
2: because because it but it was like it it felt like. Somebody was like, "Hey Vince, uh, Xavier Woods and AJ Styles, they're both uh, they both they both streamers and they and they do uh, uh, they do games." He's like, "They videotape themselves doing Pictionary." <laughs> it's like, "No, no, no." no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, oh, they do shit. That
1: was so bad. Because that fucks back in power now. I don't he's know what not, he's talking about.
2: He has nothing to do with <laughs> booking. He only has to do with talent relations.
0: I just fired people.
2: Yeah, he just he just fires people.
0: I just hit
1: jobs from the Bellas. And
0: And tell Vince's arms look great.
1: <laughs>
0: uh Um You know what else pissed me off about this segment? And it, it more came at the end of the match. You showed what Omos could do. Yep. Why 100%. the hundred f- percent fuck did you do that why it made me so mad when they had him do moves and um why like the talking was fine that's all you had to do just have him say a couple things and what he did what he said was fine but no you have to have him bench press motherfuckers toss people around double choke bomb i
1: why okay <laughs> <laughs> you bring up oh. a very valid point because we have been waiting for months and he has done pretty much nothing.
0: Nothing. He's caught AJ and caught AJ's opponents. Exactly. That's it.
1: You, if you waited this long, why the fuck couldn't you just wait two more
0: weeks? Because they're fucking stupid, Sal. That's why.
2: Well, we had to Is get true? that. We had to get that gif of him banishing a motherfucker to the shadow realm. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which I will say, this was a very gift worthy episode of Raw. Yeah, kind of. Uh, KT. Oh, God. Uh,
2: KT says, with Hogan hosting WrestleMania, you know, slightly racist charades is going to be part of Styles and almost
1: person oh, yeah.
0: how, how is this slightly racist? By the way.
1: I don't what? know. I'm probably reading too much into it, but it <clears throat> that they picked The Lion King for him to draw, and he's trying to get Omas to guess it. Oh dude, come on. I don't know. It just it was like, come on, you could have picked something else. Like... Was,
0: they just picked random shit. <clears throat> I'm sure those fucking little pieces of paper were blank and they just had to think about something in their head, act it out, and just fail.
1: Well, I was gonna say I d I don't know because we've seen how uh, some of these some of these people on Raw uh tried to improv. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they wanted AJ just walking out of the ring and be like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I give up. Like, Don't get me wrong. I thought it was fucking dumb, but the, this entire thing pissed me off so much. I mean, AJ's and Xavier's match? Good match. Sure. You didn't need the shit. With I was going to say, you don't it need that segment. So mad. It, it <sighs> made me so mad. It made me so mad.
1: Do anything else but that. Fuck, sure, talk j- about charity for 10 minutes. like.
0: I mean, I, I don't normally like, you know speak for people on this network, but I bet Jason felt the fucking same. I
2: mean if you really wanted if you really wanted to go just be like, I'm AJ Styles and this is my TED talk on how the earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So what the fuck? Um <laughs> less than ten minutes of women on a
1: three hour show. That's your what the fuck? On yes. this show, really? <laughs> yes. We I, had, if I was any female performer, I would have been glad to not be on this fucking dumpster fire show. We had uh,
2: we had Oscar up here for 20 seconds before Matt Riddle fucking had to go back to his home planet. You had uh, Rhea Ripley and her do the quickest fucking contract signing in the history of of all
1: of all wrestling, and
2: then you had a fucking squash match.
1: That was it. I thought you would have had more of a problem with them absolutely just fucking burying Asuka. Like, she gets hit by Rhea and then she's down for like 10 minutes while everybody talks. Over I mean,
2: her. yeah, there was I that too. Then again, she did get fucking blasted in the dome with that table and she just, is just recovering from a fucking concussion. I know, but so. she's lying there
1: while Nia and in, in Rhea going back and forth on the mic. I'm like, yeah. f-? this is your women's champ.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, not, not good. Also, I can't believe that we've gotten to this point and and nobody has had the Squirt business as their bad or what the fuck. Are we not going to talk about that or no?
0: Oh, oh no! The, uh, I have, no, no I,
1: that that's in my what the fuck. Okay. Sure? Oh yeah. Yes.
2: I, say, I just wanted to make uh, sure uh, that we uh, weren't going to go on a show without talking about this.
1: Oh no. Are we are we transitioning to what the fuck at this point?
2: Yeah, I thought okay. that's what I was doing.
1: So, um, <laughs> for okay, this is. All-encompassing, all right? Because be- we begin with Bobby Lashley forgetting that he knows how to talk and talk about forgetting lines in a promo. He starts by saying, "If anyone takes out Drew McIntyre, you will get a tay so match. It's a tattle match. They're tattle gonna, match.
0: They get a report to the <laughs> boss, dude.
1: Yeah." title match? I'm like, w-? and then he just... Dude. <clears throat> oh,
2: There's, a re- There's a reason why he's got a mouthpiece.
1: Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then uh, we built up Bobby with the Herd business. We built him up with MVP. We spent months telling us that story. Uh, we're two weeks out from Mania. Let's just drop it. Fuck it. I don't need to do it anymore. I'm like... W-? I'm not saying Bobby needs the Hurt Business, but it was a nice piece of his character. Yeah. And it's just gone. The only thing I will say is I did like Shelton Benjamin, um, his reaction to MVP, blaming him. It was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay, that was <laughs> my one tiny thing was Shelton's reaction, and then everything else I was just like, I don't even um, know what to say.
0: <laughs> for that segment, I like how Shelton legitimately threw Bobby Lashley <laughs> Uh, like picked him up and tossed him to get the fuck out of there uh you took the one remote thing that was entertaining through your entire fucking COVID era and you fucking ruined it why why did you just this is the only thing that has been consistently good throughout this entire time i mean drew mcintyre but i'm talking like a a main focal point that you came with you came up with out of fucking thin air. Yep. Because MVP was not supposed to work. He, he was just supposed to be a backstage guy. Mm-hmm. So no. You turned you took him, put him with Bobby, put him with Shelton and Cedric and you fucking made it great and you fucking ripped it apart. For what? We're going
1: into for, Mania. This is the he end helped. game was to be for Bobby to be <laughs> the champ. He's the champ. They should be standing with them. Nope, we're not going to do that.
2: I mean, there, there's still the, the chance, because the two of them are banned from ringside, that this is just kind of a, a swerve thing, and then they'll, they'll get back together sure. with them. There's a, a there's also an equal chance that Fabio Lashley just traded two black mid carters for a white king. Um, okay. <laughs>
1: so that, that's kind of the other thing, because like I said, this is all-encompassing. The thread throughout the show... If you take out Drew, you get the match of mania yeah. okay? You have to take him out, though. Yeah. Now, we've seen bounties in wrestling before. We've seen that shit for decades, mm-hmm. okay? There should be motherfuckers fucking running, sprinting to try to attract Drew all It night. should be a 24-7 title chase. All fucking night. Every fucking person in the world should be trying to take Drew out. Instead, you fucked us up so bad that Drew is actually going into the locker room and challenging people to take up the challenge. And everybody's like, nah, I'm too busy.
2: He's a scary motherfucker, dude. I got
1: got Shane McMahon to worry about it. I'm good. Um, What?
2: Also, at this this point, I'm 100% convinced that next week Brock comes back.
1: I would have said that if Corbin didn't show up at the end of Raw, because now he Corbin's going to have a match with McIntyre no.
2: next week. Yeah, he's going to have a match with McIntyre next week, but he's, yep. he's not going to take him out. So, no, and that's going to be the end of the, the, yeah. the gimmick. So, Matt, that's no, no, McIntyre beats him, and then Brock's music hits, and he takes out, out McIntyre.
1: I would love that, but it's just... No, this is all we get. We get Corbin getting beat next week, and then we'll never mention this gimmick again.
0: Well, hold so... on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you bring up a valid point. So what night is Drew versus Bobby? Night
1: one. I have heard that. Okay, and guys, I would love that. I have any faith in this company that they'll do that.
0: Brock versus Bobby, night two.
1: Well, no, I think I think Brock would take out Drew night one, and Brock would face Bobby on night one, and then Drew would get his match on night two. Like let's say too. let's say Brock takes out Drew's like kneecap or something, and Drew has to get fucking uh, carted away in the ambulance. Then Brock mm-hmm. gets Bobby's spot. Whoever wins fights Drew the next night. Mm-hmm.
2: Just remember, there are going to be fans
1: there. So,
0: and and that's that that brings it up because Brock said he wasn't coming back until fans were coming back. Yeah,
1: no, there may if still be. Do that, I would love it, honest to God.
0: It would be a fucking crazy swerve, but it yeah. Was, be interesting. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. plus they they have they have loosened uh, COVID restrictions, and that was a big yeah. thing. Was that he wasn't sure
1: if he'd be able to get back and forth from uh, from Canada. So, and now he can. But, so. but if they do nothing with this gimmick, will you guys not be like that was fucking pointless? No. Well, no, I won't mind it. To this point, you have like like I said, no one wants the WWE title. They're just going to hang out. I and
0: mean that. Around. Yes, absolutely. But I mean. <sighs> I don't know. We still got next Monday?
2: We still got.
1: No, uh, that's it. It's next Monday.
2: (laughs) And WrestleMania. Uh, KT says they had to replace the Hurt Business with Corbin. This is why we can't have nice things.
1: (laughs) 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 All right, so. We we can't ignore the (laughs) Shane. Speaking of nice things, I'm sorry for that segue. We can't ignore the Shane a lot. uh, Fucking. Elias and uh, Jackson Riker's segment, can't we? We we can try to forget it happened. Uh, Dude, talk about... That might have been the worst segment of the night, actually.
0: Oh, no. You want to know what the worst segment of the night was? Honorable mention for John. Miz TV. (laughs) Oh, shit. I forgot that
1: happened, too.
3: Fuck!
0: Dude, this... So bad. Uh, Steel Cage? Yuck. That storyline that whole segment was
2: fucking terrible. Uh um,
1: fucking Braun.
2: No 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 with with the fucking hip hip hop hop.
1: Oh, but she said steel cage, I'm sorry.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's steel cage I'm gonna breathe into the microphone and make it sound like a really good match. Uh, but it's just steel cage.
1: Dude, they wasted like so much time to do this fake fucking report card bullshit. And then someone actually wasted time putting a dunce cap on on Braun Stoner. Like Yeah man. What is this? Nineteen sixty five a dunce cap? Really? God damn, that's such good shit. Jesus Christ, Vince. <laughs>
0: it's fucking bad, dude. Um and did anybody catch um, Sean Benjamin and Lashley's match being introduced as a handicap match? Yes. Yep. Yep, yeah, it did. That's how bad this fucking night was. They couldn't even get their fucking matches streamed.
2: Well, not to mention the fact that they also flashed up main event uh, logos, too. Yep. yep. <laughs> it was a fucking disaster. Yeah, man. somebody was on
1: vacation or something like that. It was oh, speak- you know what? I know that Troy mentioned this before, but you mentioned the time the women got. But let's also talk about the tag titles, the women's tag titles are just whoever's sitting around the back, let's team them up and we'll put them in a multi-team match in Mania. Yeah, that's normally how the
2: women's titles matches work. Or tag titles. Especially
1: tag titles, yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, sometimes it winds up up being good. Sometimes they figure out people have chemistry with each other. But, hey. right. Uh, anyone else have anything else to say about Bro.
1: Um Do you think um Bad Bunny versus the Miz stays one on one? Seems that way at this point.
2: Alright.
1: It's what? just weird because I didn't think I thought, okay, maybe Priest had COVID. That's why they made it a one on one match. But then he was out there this week, so I'm like No,
2: uh Priest and, and Morrison are both dealing with injuries.
1: Uh is what, is
2: what I is what I heard. So they're if if they're not both healed up by Mania. It's going to be a singles match. But Morrison if
0: never if works, though.
1: When the hell did he get right? injured?
2: Well, look at what the guy does. Well, I mean, you know, fucking, fucking Taya Valkyrie is probably pretty energetic. So,
1: I will say that Morrison at least is like the less offensive part of those segments.
0: Get him the fuck on his own.
1: I know, like, I know. Maybe when Taya gets here, he will. I don't know. God. Good God. Also, how much money did they pour into that fucking video of Miz and Mars and dressing up like bunnies and shit? Oh, $30. <laughs> Just think about that. They put production and time behind that fucking video. Yeah,
2: that's true. <sighs>
1: Alright. I think we're done. It was rough, too. <laughs> it was a rough week.
2: You know... Uh, normally this is the time that, uh, that we have good builds up for WrestleMania, but at this point, I kind of just want it to be done. I want I want WrestleMania <laughs> to be past us, so that way we can kind of wipe the slate clean, and you know, we there there is always that fun period after WrestleMania, where obviously the the, the first week there of the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania is always kind of crazy, and uh, then it's just kind of like you get some new fun things, but with how quickly they've been bringing up NXT guys, like, I don't really see them having any like huge debuts at this point, you know? 'Cause you've already brought up Rhea now, and you've had you got Damian Priest down around there for a little bit, so yep. like, you know, maybe that's when you bring Keith Lee back? I don't know. Either, either that or I think Keith Lee might wind up in the Androphy the Giant if they do that
1: and have him win that. I don't think they're gonna do that anymore. <laughs> They didn't do it last year. Oh, that's right. They didn't do it last year. Um. Okay.
2: But they Uh, had the they they had the vagina cup last year, didn't they? Or was it years ago? No, it was
1: COVID. They can only. Oh, that's right. That's right. That.
2: uh, Well, yeah, they could do it this year though.
1: Because they uh, uh, they going to, but I don't know if they will. We'll see. Um. So, for a long time now, we have been saying, "Well, when they get past this thing." then maybe it will be better. Well, yeah. when I can't wait to be done with this. Well, I can't wait to WrestleMania season. It, now we're actually already looking past WrestleMania, because, it's, <laughs> dude, this fucking booking is just not good, man. It's difficult, because I, I love this company. I've been a fan of this company for 30-something years. And to be honest, I didn't hate SmackDown, but I just fucking sit there, and I watch Raw, and I'm just like, look, Saturday Night Live's been on the air for fucking 50 years. But there's a bunch of shit on that show that's not funny anymore. <laughs> Most of it. And I just think that, like, yeah, I just think that, like, dude, I don't know. Raw is just, I don't know what they could do to make me interested in it. Because it's just not. And it's just, the thing is, even when they have good shit, they ruin it by childish shit. Like, you know.
0: Or well, they the break up a
3: group.
1: Oh, they, oh, yeah, we have good things like, you know, uh, I almost said retribution. That was not a good thing. We have good things like the Hurt Business. But no, let's break them up. Quick. Fucking break them up. Iconics, break them up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we'll have at the Raw after meeting. We'll have Dominic Dajakovic return. And we'll just pretend that he hasn't been T-Biles until the whole time.
1: Why? So he can get not on TV within three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> like every other NXT call-up.
2: he'll have his name back. <laughs> Alright. Well, next week we have... Uh, next week is our predictions, right?
0: That's for
2: right. Mania.
1: That's so,
2: nice. yeah.
0: We got a busy week next week, boys. We, we do. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: We'll next two. week is our fucking busy week of the year.
2: Yeah. Yep, yep. So there we go. Uh, join us next week. Uh, for another fantastic episode of Duty Rundown. I want to thank Ginger. We will smack your ass raw next week. And sell.
1: As always, thanks for having me, Troy. Check, check,
0: check it Bye-bye! Bye! Oh yeah, Vince! the <laughs>
1: See what see what see what harm you can do. Hey yo, no, no, chance still take what's mine, you just too frail. You can't beat me, you ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me, you ain't got no chance in hell. No, 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 chance still take what's mine, you
3: just too frail. You can't beat me, you ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me, you ain't got no chance in hell.